0: Hello and welcome to the Dash Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Gamage, and joining me is Miss Meredith Newland. She is an English teacher and an advocate for educators with the Center for Teacher Effectiveness. She's going all around and helping people understand how to build strong communities, impact classrooms, uplift, inspire, and make a lasting difference. I'm really excited to talk with Ms. Newland. We were able to connect via Educators to Educators, Shout out to Carrie Conover, Over and her phenomenal Teacher Summer Reboot. Um, it was absolute bl- pleasure and absolute blast, and I'm excited to to connect with some more of the presenters from the Summer Reboot. How are you doing today, Miss Newland?
1: I'm fantastic, and I'm happy to be here with you today. And um, I really enjoyed your presentation and your session at the conference. And I'm really glad to have made another awesome connection in this online space during this really wild time that we're in right now. So thanks for having me today.
0: (laughs) No problem. No problem. The the pleasure is mine. I often tell folks having a podcast, you know, it's an excuse to reach out to people, um, and kind of have some coaching sessions. You get to ask all the questions you (laughs) want and kind of talk about the things that you need to really build a stronger community and kind of build up your mindset. So can you give us an idea of, um, Well, actually, let me go back and say that you can listen to my presentation on episode 156 of the podcast. went ahead and posted it on here as well. Can you talk us through um, what your course was about? And and that kind of will give us an overview for a lot of things that you do in your classroom, but also as an entrepreneur outside of your classroom.
1: Yeah, thank you. Um, I'll look forward to checking out your podcast episode and sharing it with my transforms teacher community as well so I'm glad you did that
2: no problem. Um,
1: my session was on building positive relationships with your students and just as an overview I mentioned the importance of having a positive relationship with yourself first hmm. and that's really what I'm all about is teacher self-care and teacher well-being because I believe that when we take a few moments to pay attention to what we need mentally and emotionally and spiritually, then our cups get filled. Yes. And we don't have to wait for somebody else to come give that to us. Uh, we can give it to ourselves first. And when mm-hmm. we do, our students really pick up on our positive energy and they are more open to learning, they feel safer and they just feel like what you talk about with social and emotional learning, uh, they're just, they're better on every level when, mm-hmm. when you're better, it rubs off on them. How could it not?
2: <laughs> yeah, so. I
0: agree. I mean, that's a that's a cool place to start. And I think oddly it's teacher self-care isn't something that's promoted too often. You know, I, I was a big proponent before I got into education, big self-help. All, all the Og Dino and Napoleon Hill, all the self-help books and gurus, I was listening to I was reading and just that understanding of self self awareness made a huge difference and and as I transitioned into education I noticed that we just don't take care of ourselves the same way as teachers and and there's I feel like there's multiple factors I think one um and you kind of hit on it before we talked about but um the outside world the the social um I don't know, the, the social stigma, if you will, to being a teacher as well, even as teachers we will say, well, why would you want to teach? You know, you can do better than that. Um, and then for ourselves, we're always worried about supporting others. We're supporting our students. We're supporting our PLC. Mm-hmm. How do you just slow down and focus on yourself for a minute?
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, because a lot of the times when we hear the word self, we automatically associate it with words like selfish or self-centered. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, we don't wanna be that. We don't wanna be selfish. We wanna be selfless and giving and always there for others. But if we don't take a moment to put ourselves at the top of the list every now and then, we're gonna be burned out, we're gonna be demoralized, and we're not gonna have anything left to give to our PLCs and our students and our community. And what you just said about how society kind of devalues teachers and makes you feel like, Oh, but you could be so much more, uh, it, 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 that wears on you and, mm-hmm. and you start to question, like, maybe, maybe I'm not good enough. And when you take a few minutes every day to do something kind for yourself, mm-hmm. that makes you feel rejuvenated. Then you are able to perform so much better. And that is the most selfless thing you can do because everyone else gets the best you because you haven't put yourself on the back burner. So
0: yeah, I love that so much. I mean, you, I feel like we're speaking the same language in a lot of ways. Um, one of the the online courses I was working on all summer for 2020 was called "Getting Unstuck: Four Steps to Your Best You," and and that's just it. How do you how do you be your best self for the kids? It's almost selfish not to take care of yourself. That, that's the selfish part, because if you're showing up in your classroom not knowing what you need to be successful that day, how can you be what you need for your kids? When did when did this idea of teacher self-care start to resonate with you?
1: Um, well, you're making me think about a couple of things, um, because I think one thing that I wanted to clarify is that self-care doesn't necessarily necessarily mean that you are isolated and that you're sitting there on a mountaintop meditating by yourself it it can mean self-care can mean like right now for me this is a form of self-care getting energy from you and and talking and getting help and listening and exchanging so it doesn't have to mean that you're alone when you're taking care of yourself but uh I just wanted to make sure that I got that in because I would forget if I didn't say it but um uh I got into this because when I first started teaching about 15 going on 16 years ago, I made a lot of mistakes my first year of teaching. And then I remember after that first year I was sitting in some professional development classes and I, and I was just, my mind was just so open because I really wanted the next year to be amazing. And I loved teaching. Lots of things went right in the first year, but a lot of things I wanted to do differently. Right. And so I started keeping this notebook of things to remember, to do differently, things I wish I'd known. And then I thought, what if I wrote this into, what if I compiled all these ideas into a book? Mm. And I started um, this idea for a book. And over the years, I st- kept jotting down ideas and I would blog about it and I would write stories about my students and uh, long story short, I put it, I had about 99 pages of a rough draft and I put it into a blue binder and then I just put it away and I forgot about it. And I took, I was unpacking after a move um, about three years ago and I found that old blue notebook and I was like, I'm going to get this thing published. Mm. And uh, I went ahead and I wanted to get it published before my 40th birthday. It was on my bucket list. And so I published it right around my 40th birthday, and the book is called Captured Fireflies, Truths, Mistakes, and Other Gifts of Being an English Teacher. And it was really just sort of like the mistakes I've made and a lot of funny stories and encouragement and reasons to keep loving the job, even though we have a lot of um, stresses and heartaches and headaches. And when I was promoting the book on Instagram, somebody told me about hashtags. And I realized that a lot of what I was talking about in the book, even though I didn't know the name or the term for it was teacher self-care. And when I started following that hashtag and finding all of these women who were passionate about this, I felt like I had found my community, like my long lost soul sisters. And I started going to these conferences, which is where I met Carrie of E2E just connecting with and making bonds for life with all of these wonderful people who I consider, revolutionaries, because this is not something, like you said, this is not something that they talk about on the news a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just think that we've got to help each other. we got to be there for each other and keep lifting each other up. And so it's my passion.
2: (laughs) I mean,
0: thank you for doing it. Thank you for taking the time to dig into yourself. You know, I I think that's where, that's where we mostly get stuck. I I don't remember who it was, but um, someone was saying how most people don't like to be alone or don't even know how to be alone if you think about how much stimulation is in our life right now when you wake up most people the first thing they grab is their phone you're communicating with something within the first hour of the day on your drive to work you're listening to a podcast or you're listening to some music whatever you're always stimulated but how long how much time can you spend on your own and i know that's not the only way for teacher self-care but can you be alone for 10 minutes
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a great way to start the day um, is to not look at that phone and to not listen to a podcast just yet, but just to sit still and let yourself get connected with whatever you want to call it, a power greater than yourself, the universe, and just recognize that when you wake up in the morning, you're enough. You don't have to be um, going and going and doing. You can take a few minutes to just Be alone with yourself and see what see what comes through and just focus on your breathing Mm -hmm. Uh, give gratitude say a little prayer if you want do some journaling do some stretching Uh, there's so many different recommendations for how to do a morning routine but when i don't start the day that way i really notice a difference
0: (laughs) absolutely i agree wholeheartedly can we i think this would be fun i haven't done this before on the show before meredith but I, i would actually like to just list some of the ways that you can practice self-care. Um, uh-huh. I know there's yeah. so many of them, and I'm working on um, a new course for SEO educators too, where I'm realizing like, hey, it's actually routines that this course is about. It's about um, what's growing in your garden and how your mind is like a garden. The weeds are the negative thoughts that grow by themselves. And the positive thoughts are the seeds that you have to plant in order to get more of what you want of. And so like the outcome of this course, I know, the framework of it, but the outcome I realized is about teacher self-care and it's about routines. How do you, how do you put together routines that help you plant more seeds and get rid of all the weeds that are in your life? But if you just think about whether it's through your course, the Transform Teacher or your own practices, um, what are a couple of of these teacher self-care practices that you that you would recommend? And just mm-hmm. maybe one sentence on mm-hmm. them. You can go back and forth with it as well. <laughs>
1: Well, there are a couple of different uh, things that I like to do in the morning. And when I don't do them, I really notice it. Beyond coffee, of course, I can't live without coffee, but um, the power of affirmations, I think cannot be understated because some of the research out there really proves that when you rewire your neurons and your brain to form new neural pathways, Mm You can like when you were using that analogy of the weeds versus the beautiful flowers that we want to blossom and bloom
2: yeah um,
1: if we have programmed in our minds from times in the past when someone made us feel whatever that we didn't have what it took we have to reprogram those things and if we continually do that as a repetitive routine we will eventually start to see the results in our lives around us. If we're always going around thinking every day, gosh, I'm such a loser because I didn't plan the best lesson today, or I'm such a slacker because I didn't get all the papers graded over the weekend, or um, I have nothing to contribute in this faculty meeting, why don't I just shut up, you know? Or she gets on my nerves so much, that colleague of mine, or whatever, or, that, or here comes that student again, you know, like we'll let those weeds grow and no. overtake our minds. Mind, but we actually have power over it if we take control in the beginning of the day with affirmations like "I am succeeding" or "I am flourishing" or mm. "I am." And when you when you frame it like "I am," there's something powerful about that because your brain really adopts that as true yeah, yeah. to say "I am this this um, quality that you want to embody in your life as a teacher as a person."
0: Yeah. It's. I mean, that's. Um. <clears throat> I think I first saw that in sports psychology, where your your brain really doesn't know the difference between what's happening in your head and what happens in reality. Just yeah. like a feeling of anxiety and a feeling of excitement are the same, but it's which one you choose to feel, and then we yeah. end up going in a negative or positive spiral, one way or the other, and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Um. I love that. I'll. I'll, I'll go to. Um, Tony Robbins, again, listening to a lot of his stuff, he talks about a power hour or a 30 to thrive or just 15 minutes to, for, for whatever. So I, I make it a point and I make goals every week. I want to do five power hours, meaning every morning I want to take, and it might not be a whole hour, but I'm going to take that first hour. I try not to use my phone. I'm not always the best with it. But I will take um, 10 minutes of time to meditate with my Headspace app. I will take time to pray. I have a daily journal that I just schedule my day. What three things I'm grateful for, one big goal for the day, and, and three targets to complete. And at the end of the day, there's a follow-up routine that that goes with lessons I learned, wins for the day, and also gratitude. But those those fifteen to thirty minutes an hour, if you're lucky, um, you know those those really set me up for success in the day. And, and, there's also occasions where maybe you don't get it first thing in the morning. If you have kids or the baby wakes up before you, maybe it's, it's two hours of, after you wake up that you can get there. So maybe it's on your lunch hour that you're yeah. doing self-care. But there's just 15 minutes is all it really takes to um, get yourself where you need to be.
1: Yeah, yeah, you can do it at any time. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember my, my first year teaching at a new school, and it was great. I loved teaching there, but... My principal went to me and said uh we had to let go of one of the teachers next door to you can you take over his speech and debate class of 30 kids of every grade level and i was like well sure i can do that i can be wonder woman and i took it over and um i was much my style was different from his and so it was um it was a challenge because they were used to his style and Mm. my style was a little bit different and not to critique one or the other, but it was just a challenge. It was like March and the end of the year was approaching and then it was like switching horses midstream. So they were adjusting and I was adjusting and I had lost my prep period, my planning period because I was now teaching throughout the entire day. And uh, I was getting a stipend for it. But what I would do during my lunch was I would go out to this little area in the woods and it was a safe little place. And I would eat my lunch there and I would feel the spring mm. breeze and, and watch the green um, <laughs> tree leaves blowing in the breeze and just really just take some deep breaths before I had to go back to my next class. And it really got me through. So you can do it. You don't, it doesn't have to be in the morning, that hour of power that you were talking about. It can be, or just a few minutes of power. Yeah. Um, you, can, you can just inject it like a, like a little booster shot <laughs> throughout yeah. the day.
0: How do you thrive? I, I think uh, another one um, that's been helpful for me is particularly in 2020, I realized I needed, I needed help with accountability and also asking for help. So I started to look for or create my own groups that could that could support me. And so I mentioned to you um, earlier, there's an entrepreneur group or education mastermind where every biweekly, we just come together, we talk about our wins, we talk about our struggles, and then um, after, at the end of each call, we say, okay, what's one thing you're gonna complete until by our next meeting? And, and I tell you, it's been amazing. I've completed projects and, and everybody else is completing projects and just the milestones of getting to celebrate that success is big. And, and that's been replicated on several ways. So we talk about teacher self care, but the person comes first. So there's um, another small group of, of my brother, my cousin, and one of our good friends one tuesday a month is actually coming up tomorrow we talk from 7 to seven fifty in the morning doing something very similar we're all four young black men and we just wanted a space to where we can come together and talk about our, our pros and our qualms and, and and discuss so we have a visitor coming this week who's gonna share his story with us and just feed life um to us that's another way of self-care and i'm almost done the last one yeah. is a new group I, um, I told one of my friends about this small group I was having once a month, and they were like, wow, that's a great idea. Started another group where it's called Men With Vision, and we use the app Marco Polo, which is pretty cool. Yes. Too. Uh-huh. You can just do a video, and then I can just watch the video when I can, but that gives, like you said, another level of energy, and just getting to see people celebrate, be excited, working out, giving each other encouragement, you just feel it. Um, and mm-hmm. So those are all, those are three ways of self care for me in a group format or setting
1: awesome that's so great yeah marco polo i'd be lost without marco polo my mom and my sister and i are always on there sharing the kids and that's how we keep up so (laughs) yeah
0: i was skeptical at first but it it just makes um it just makes too much sense for me.
1: yeah it's nice
2: (laughs) um
0: is there maybe one more is there maybe one more self-care practice or strategy that uh you could recommend
1: um well i love what you said about the the power hour and i i know that there's a guy named robin sharma who's written a book called the 5 a.m club there's a guy named hal elrod who's written a book called miracle morning and those are some great resources to start with like the full routine but there's something for me maybe because i'm a writer but journaling if i can start my day just doing a brain dump (laughs) yeah it's just it just makes me feel like my heart just kind of got like rejuvenated a little Mm -hmm. bit (laughs) journaling is just so healing for me I love journaling and if you can squeeze in ten minutes a day to just and I I will do this with my students a lot and I call them like a.m. pages for my morning classes and p.m. pages for my afternoon classes and sometimes we would just start the the class with that like just here's a topic if you want but if you don't want to write on this you can write about whatever you want and they, they would always come back and say um, this is like my therapy. <laughs> like this is my way of just getting out whatever I'm feeling. And especially mm-hmm. with everything happening right now in our world, not just this year, but in the years past, they they've had a lot of stress. Um, and they just needed a a place to, to, to let just it go. Feel it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think there's something, there's something once you write it down, it it becomes real. Like for me, I remember in college when I was struggling, everything I would write down, it just kind of let me leave that out of my mind. At the yeah. same time for the positive things, I was able to write it down and then watch it come to fruition. So it, there's a there's a real like manifestation that comes with yeah. um, journaling. And for folks that do not like to journal, you can do uh, like an audio clip. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can just record a voice memo on your phone as well. I know some folks don't like to write, um, mm-hmm. but there was one morning when I was just being goofy and I just started talking to myself in the mirror. I was like, wow. <laughs> I feel pretty good about this. Like, when's the last time I looked in the mirror and just talked to myself? And and Mm -hmm. I looked at who I am right now and and had a conversation, like you said, gave myself those affirmations.
1: Yeah, and everybody's talking about antidepressants um, Mm -hmm. and and medication and all of these things that we need to add to. I mean, and I guess, you know, some people need that, but a lot of the times it's just, it's like a mental... um, thing that you can do to take care of yourself that you don't have to, you don't have to go on an antidepressant or anything. You can just, if you get in touch with yourself
2: mm-hmm. and
1: you're not afraid to, of what you're gonna find when, oh. you, when you get connected with your real feelings, sometimes that's what we need to do instead of numbing them. I know some people need medication, but, but I'm just saying like, uh, if, if you're daring enough to get connected and to love yourself and to value yourself, Magic happens.
0: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm right there with you. I totally agree. <laughs> Absolutely. I, 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 yeah, I think we're, we're on to something there. Last one for me, I'll say um, In terms of self-care, what would it be? Hmm. Um, I mean these and I kind of already mentioned it but but like systems or tools to help you like I'm I am a big picture person and I don't too much fool with details so I need help with like getting those details and those little things right. So I use uh, best self journals in, in the 90 day journals. I, setting a goal longer than 90 days is really hard to accomplish, but it helps me really break down what's my big goal, what are the progress goals to it, what are the action steps to take. And just that, it, it, it gives me a frame of mind where I don't have to worry about tomorrow because I know the big picture plan. All I focus on is right here today in this moment. Um, And that helps. And that wasn't even what I was going to say. I was going to say to find a um, like book. So there's there's a book I read um, or have been reading and I'll show it to you because you can see it. But Ogman Dino, The Greatest Secret in the World and The Greatest Success in the World. This book actually takes you like nine months to read. But there's ten scrolls and you read the same scroll, scrolls three or four pages. You read it in the morning afternoon evening for 30 days and then you move on to the next scroll and the, okay. the idea is really transforming the whole person and being that you are and there's amazing like incantations or informations that go with it and um, i did it for three years and each year i just saw tremendous growth in life development as a person i became a better version of myself um and the same for podcasts. you know, when you are in the car Driving, or you're at home flipping through Facebook or Instagram. You can put 20 minutes of a podcast on in your headphones to fill your head up with something um that's positive and beneficial for you.
1: Yeah, I want to have you as a guest on my podcast as well one Please. of these days. <laughs> That'd be a
0: pleasure. Be, I'm gonna write it down now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. Write and- it
2: down.
1: And I bet you'll probably agree with this—the importance of exercise and how it um, how it raises the dopamine and the mm-hmm. uh, it cleans out the stress-inducing cortisol and it it even increases your metabolism. It gives yeah. you more focus, gives you more energy, and I, I, I love to move in the morning as well. Because mm-hmm. in the afternoon, I'm usually kind of high. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, uh, that, that makes all the difference as part of a morning routine. I'm sure you're I'm sure you right there as yeah. well.
0: Yeah. I try to. Now, look, in quarantine, I've, I've slipped. We used to get up real early. My wife and I we go work out. Like yeah. today, I'm probably going to go in the afternoon, but I do try to get in at least 20, 30 minutes in the gym um, consistently.
1: Yeah, it's hard.
0: It really <laughs> is. Yeah. It really is. So Meredith, thank you for going through that with me and looking at teacher self-care. And it's really just self-care. You know, we we can put the teacher on it, but self-care is not specific to um, any one profession. Everybody needs to take care of themselves. Yes. And so you, you, you do a great job of helping people take care of themselves with your podcast um, and also your courses, The Transform Teacher. Can you talk to me some about your entrepreneurial endeavors and and the courses and the content that you're creating to um, help teachers be their best selves.
1: Yeah, um, thanks for asking. I um, have a few different courses and memberships for teachers that I've been creating over the past couple of years, and they basically are just designed to walk teachers step-by-step through the different components of well-being and and ways to help them. I'm I'm all about helping teachers thrive instead of just survive. Mm. And I'm all about uh, showing them ways to add more joy to their day and a lot less stress. (laughs) So I've got a couple of different resources for teachers. The first uh, level is uh, a membership which is called the Diva Teachers Collective. And DIVA stands for doing what you want in a spirit of vibrantly affirming yourself and others. Ooh, that was born out of. Yeah. And so that name DIVA was born out of my presentation at the Teacher Self Care Conference in Houston on overcoming the people pleaser syndrome. Because I think that a lot of teachers, men and women, we tend to say yes, and just to remember that we are valuable, we are worthy, and we can get in touch with our inner DIVA. And the word diva sometimes gets a bad rap, but it actually is derived from the Italian noun for divine. So uh, I think we need to have a little bit more of that as teachers, especially in this day and age. So that's sort of like a membership. It's a collective. And I'm just I love my transform teacher community. They're always there to support each other. And they're just wonderful teachers and women. And they're just great. And then there's also many courses that I offer that you can look at on my website that are just on every every topic under the sun when it comes to teacher well-being. And I also have a course called free to teach, which is all about how to walk you through the steps to go from overwhelmed and burned out and stressed and exhausted and all of that to this place where you're really feeling freed and you're having more time and uh, more energy and more joy for your job reigniting your passion for that and that so that's also another place that is a place for women to connect and to love each other unconditionally and just to find kindred spirits and those are just a few of the the courses that i have and i just love helping teachers in any way that I can. I just I've always loved teachers since I was little. Some people say, "Can you think of one teacher that you had who made a difference?" And I have trouble picking just one. And then when I think about all the teachers that I've been lucky enough to work with, I just I just feel so much admiration and respect mm-hmm. for all of them and I just feel like we need to lift each other up more. So, I I share a lot on my podcast and in my Facebook group and on my Instagram, but for teachers who want just a little bit more accountability and a little bit more Step-by-step guidance. I have those courses that are available but I Just love any way that I can to connect with teachers.
0: Absolutely. Well, we can I can feel it through the screen, you know and your your passion your commitment your um, excellence in teaching and providing teachers the support they need with self-care is is something that's also important to myself as well. So could could you tell us, and I know it's so the transformteacher.com is your Mm -hmm. website. Can you Mm -hmm. give us your other social media handles? Are you the transform teacher everywhere?
1: (laughs) Uh, Pretty much. You can also find me on Instagram at Meredith Newland and you can find my podcast under the transform teacher and you can find my Facebook group under the transform teacher as well so yeah
0: so if you if you're still stuck or you're still wondering what your next steps are for teacher self-care go follow the transform teacher and she's got (laughs) everything that you need any final words for us meredith before we take off today
1: no i'm just so grateful to connect with you and to to have just like i said like another awesome connection made in this whole Teacher Graham world and <laughs> educator world. It's just, it always just lights me up to know that there are kindred spirits out there and we're all fighting the good fight. So thank My you so God. much. It's so great to meet you.
0: My <laughs> pleasure. My pleasure. I see some collaboration for us in the future. So if you <laughs> like this episode, share it with your friends, share it with your teacher, and go sign up for the Transform Teacher with Miss Meredith Newland. This was an excellent conversation and another great episode of the DASH podcast. Before we let you go, be sure to visit seleducators.com, our brand new platform that is the only platform dedicated to adult social and emotional learning. We thank you so much and we will see you next time. This is the DASH.